the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Well, thank you, Con. I always appreciate not needing an introduction. Of course, you guys know us if you've been listening to the show. I'm Lewis Howard, and you have stopped by Lewis Howard Live. We're broadcasting from the lovely, well, not-so-sunny Northwest, reaching the U.S. and around the world. Thank you for joining us for another podcast radio edition. And uh, always, I love to give shout-outs, and so I want to shout-out not just our listeners, but I also want to shout-out our crew that produces the show. Robin just puts it together every week for us, so shout-out to our guy that makes me sound as good as I do to you. And as well as to all our new listeners that have joined us on Spotify, you are blowing up our streaming numbers, and I so appreciate you as well as iTunes, Apple, and a coast to coast. And of course, we have international listeners that are part of the conversations. We have the Philippines, Australia, Japan, Germany, UK. I think they think I'm British, but that's okay. And of course, Canada and the United States of America. So we're reaching lots of people. And my goal, hope, and mission with this show is that if I can give you one thought, one idea, and one com- concept, to put into your journey, then it's been worth it. Today, we're going to talk about living life in context. You know, as we go through life, we have a movie playing in our mind. Whether you realize it or not, you've got a movie. You've got scenes playing in your mind or in your head about how things are supposed to go. And that movie is developed over time. You don't just get the movie overnight. You don't get the thoughts and ideas and concepts in your head overnight. That comes from your own individual. Maybe it started in grade school, elementary, preschool, on the playground. And others come from people, your parents, your friends, your relationships, your teachers, your educators, your bosses, your partners, your homies, your boss girlfriends. They all help construct the movie that is in your mind. And sometimes we do things unconsciously because of the movie in our mind. Sometimes we think things because of the movie in our mind. Sometimes we do things because of the movie in our mind. Sometimes when I'm driving, I will automatically take an exit because I've taken that exit before because the movie in my mind tells me you always get off on this particular exit. So it is a tendency that after a period of time, I'm going to do things automatically, and it's the same with your life. So as you're developing your dream and your mission and your purpose and your goal, which is one of the reasons why I hope you're tuning into this show, know that there's a part of you that's got a movie playing. Part of you's got scenes acting out in your head. Well, what happens in life? When the movie in your mind does not line up with your reality, when what I thought or what I expected things to be 
are not turning out the way I thought they would be. Some of you have very specific plans. You are high C analytical, micromanaging type person. And so you plan out everything. You don't leave nothing to chance. Some of us are fly by the seat of our plans. We don't need a bunch of plans. We kind of know what we want to do. But each of those, those individuals have a movie playing in your head about how things are supposed to be. We've all heard the story of Bridezilla's. You ever heard about a Bridezilla, right? Well, the Bridezilla had this dream day in her mind, and she micromanaged every piece and step of this magical wedding day, how things were supposed to be, how they were supposed to turn out. And she got to the wedding day, and it turned out to be a nightmare, and so did she, because it wasn't the way the movie was playing in her mind. That day did not go. We've heard stories of the bridegroom getting caught hanging out, and I'm going to use the word hanging out loosely, with the bridesmaids. Do you think the bride had that movie playing in her head, that her soon-to-be husband would be caught doing hanky-panky with her bridesmaid? No, that's not the reality that she was thinking about. How about Christmas is when Uncle Ray comes over and you got this whole plan of how dinner's gonna go. And Uncle Ray comes with his new girlfriend and interrupts everything. Suddenly, everything is off kilter. That's not the movie that we had playing in our mind. So you get my point that life interrupts us. Life interrupts our scenes that we're directing in our mind about how things can go. I could go on with examples of business opportunities. We thought it was going to go one way. It ended up another. I had this played out in my mind a totally different way. We've seen scenes out of a movie saying, I totally did not see that going that way. We all laugh because it's entertainment, but it's not funny in real life when things don't go like the movie is in your mind. Jobs, many jobs did you take that you thought was going to be one way and the boss was going to be this way and it turns out the thing's a whole nother deal. It's not the movie that was playing in my mind. So stay with me. I'm going to head you to a direction here. I want to lay a good thought foundation about where we're going with the conversation today about living life in context. The balance between dreams and and reality is the context in which they are placed, right? Many people don't have empathy, and the reason why they don't have empathy for other people's failures and shortcomings is because they don't have a context, right? What is context? What is empathy? Well, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings and thoughts of another, right? Context provides Uh, clarity for you to understand. So without clarity, there's no empathy. And without empathy, you cannot fully understand or relate to another person's situation, which is why we judge people. We judge people without understanding what the context is of of their story. And I'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later, but 
Here's a saying that I like, don't judge my food until you've cooked in my kitchen. Right? Isn't that great? Don't judge my food until you've cooked in my kitchen. Don't judge another person until you spend some time in their life. Not all people are alike. Not all groups are alike. Not all cultures are alike. One person doesn't speak for an entire culture. One man doesn't speak for all men. One woman does not speak for all women. We're all individuals with individual dreams, hopes, purposes, life-giving energy and spirit. And so we have to keep that in context. But if you group think, which is easy to do because that makes it to where I don't have to think, and I say, well, all men do this, all women do this, all African-Americans do this, all Asians do this, now I'm group thinking. And then that doesn't allow me to have context or empathy for an individual. So context, again, as a definition, it means circumstance or words that form the setting of an event, a statement, or an idea. That's how I get to understand if I'm in school or I'm studying history, do I have the context of history? If you are a benefit of the civil rights movement, do you have a context of what that is? Or has it been taken out of context? I see the civil rights movement in many cases in America has been taken out of context. We like to use the word racism. Do we know the history? Do we have a true context of that word or are we taking it out of context? So we're going to talk about some ways today that people take things out of context and then ways you want to live a healthy life with context. So that's what we want to talk about. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to jump into some areas that might challenge your ability to have context. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. Stay with us. Don't change. Don't go searching for anything else. We'll be right back after we give a shout-out to our sponsors. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206 728 jobs. Hey, this is Lewis Howard Live. Thank you for joining us for another weekly conversation of culture, social, business, personal life to give you a opportunity and thought to be the best version of yourself. We're talking about living life in context as it relates to the movie and the scenes that play in our mind and play out in our life. 
And how does that affect me getting from here to there? And that's not a plug for my book, right? It's from the beginning point to the end point. So we kind of laid the foundation of how context can work in real life, especially as it work relates to dreams and, and goals. So let's talk about dreams. I'm a dreamer. I've been a dreamer since I can remember six years old having a dream of the way I thought my life should be. And I held on to that dream, but my life didn't turn out like the dream. So it was much different. So now I have a choice to make. Do I let go of my dream and grab hold to reality? Or do I keep holding on to the dream in the hopes that one day it will become my reality? That's the choice we all have to face. We can't go crazy on people because our dreams are not happening. We can't manipulate Lie, steal, and cheat to get the dream so that we can have it. It has to run its course. I am just now starting to walk around in my dream from having a dream when I was six years of age. I've been through a lot of stuff, and I'm sure you have too. So a dream in context means that I've got to hold on to what I see in my heart because my dream is my context. Because the dream comes from above. Every good gift comes from above. So if you have a dream or desire in your heart of hearts, it's good. You got to hold on to it. But life will challenge that. Life will bring you an altered set of facts, conditions, and circumstances that will challenge that dream to its very core. Some people have divorced themselves from their dreams because reality just didn't line up with it. They thought they were going to be rich by the time that they were 40 years of age, and instead they found themselves $2 million in debt. She thought she was marrying Prince Charming who would carry her away in a chariot. And instead, she ended up with a guy with a beer gut who likes to watch football on Sundays. That's a different reality than what she thought about. Every woman has that dream of being a princess. Every woman has that. Men have that dream of being Superman, being that hero. But life has a way of driving it out of you. So I have to keep context that life doesn't always line up. I should let my dream go. I need to hold on to it and not divorce myself from what I believe in my heart of hearts. Ray Kroc was 54 years of age when he started a company called McDonald's. One franchise out of San Bernardino, California, and now most of us who eat fast food have eaten at his place of business. It was not too late at the age of 54 to start and expand a franchise that is certainly arguably one of the biggest franchises in history. Colonel Sanders was 63 when he started traveling the road sharing his recipe for his special chicken, as he called it. 
He would go in the restaurants and go behind the counter and he would fry up chicken for them. And he called it the Colonel's Kentucky Fried Chicken. He wasn't even a colonel, right? 63, he had that dream. Grandma Moses, many of you would know that, painted a masterpiece at the age of 78. It's never too late to have the dream if you're willing to hold on to the dream. The context is I've got to hold on to it and not let reality suck it out of me. Let's talk about political context, right? We're in a highly political season coming up, elections. Maybe in your country you just went through it. I know the U.K. just went through elections. I know different countries are going through elections. And whenever there's elections, there's lots of advertising. There's lots of sound bites, press conferences, conversations by your party that you support and the party you don't support. But what happens, sometimes the news media will redact part of a story or a statement and they take the person out of context. So he or she said one thing, the media reached in, pulled one piece of it out, took it out of context and put it on as a breaking news story. You and I hear it, we think that's the whole story. The politician comes on and says, I was taken out of context. That's not what I meant, right? But most of the time, if we don't go back and research the story, which I tend to do, we think that the person is lying or that they're hiding something. But the truth of the matter is, it was taken out of context, Had we seen it in its full-length story, we would have drawn a different conclusion. But because we are a headline society, two minutes and 30 seconds is all we can stand to watch one particular subject, we don't have time to deep dive into it. I personally, in order for me to understand the news, I have to search about six different news websites And then sometimes I have to go from there to search offline other stuff in order just to have the full context of what they're trying to tell me as a story. Because most of it's headline, it's redacted, it is the context. We see the government release documents, right? We'll say, hey, in our country it was the Mueller report, right? It was released, But the media took what it wanted to have, it redacted it, and they put that out there. Nobody went and read 441 pages of the Mueller report, so we really don't know what the truth of it said in context. We know what they did when they pulled it out and told us about it, and we went with that as truth. Have you ever taken somebody out of context? And then you walked around and you said it was true. You made them that statement. You saw somebody coming out of the bar and you assumed they had been in there drinking because it's a bar. And maybe they were in there to go get their husband or girlfriend or drop a gift off. We don't know because we don't have the context. We do it all the time to people. It's unfair. And it's unreasonable. Even the politician, and sometimes the politician is their own worst worst nightmare, right? They don't need to be taken out of context. You just listen to them talk and you know enough of it to know that it's true. But there are others where you need to look 
deeper if you truly want the truth, right, or rest uh, just a soundbite. So if you join us today, we're talking about living life in context and how it has a huge impact on your journey, on your dream, on your destiny, and the movie that is playing in your mind that if you don't watch out, you will act out. Religious or spiritual context, this is a big one. We have people that will not go to church because somebody within the church as a believer took a scripture out of context and used it to try to control a person's behavior. I grew up when I first started in a denomination that we were going to hell every week if we didn't go to church. That was the context that we were told. And so we were attending out of fear that if we didn't go, man, this bad thing was going to happen. That's not the God I know. And so it is sad that people have taken people's lifestyles and they use a scripture to to, um, terminate their ability to do their lifestyle just because it doesn't line up with somebody's religious thinking. We have more wars fought over religious scriptures out of context than any other thing. So it's a shame that people do that to other people. We got to stop that, right? Because love is the key. Love is the answer, and now is the time. So you can't use a scripture to get somebody to conform to a behavior that you want them to do. Preachers standing up in a pulpit shouting everybody to damnation and hell is probably not the most inspiring thing to change a world, right? It's said out of context. And especially when we find out that the person behind the pulpit is not living the life that they're telling you to live. They got caught. They got exposed doing different things. So it's keeping it in context. Religious and spiritual things, keep it love-based. God is love. That's the foundation that we ought to do. You're doing this, hey, I don't agree, but God loves you. You here in this place, I don't agree, but God loves you. That's the message. If you want to take something out of context, take love out of context. And share that as a foundation instead of grabbing scripture. I know husbands that will grab scriptures out of the Bible to get their wife to obey them. Well, it says you're supposed to obey me. Well, it also says you're supposed to lay your life down for her. Are you doing that? No, probably not. So it's context, right? Are you following me? Are you tracking with me? You got to start thinking about this. And the reason why, because at the beginning of the show, I said we do things automatically. We do things subconsciously. So sometimes we're judging people and we're, you know, dogging on people automatically because we have been programmed that way. If you were raised to think certain things about certain groups, colors, or races, and that started in you when you were six years old, do not think that it is gone because you're 27, 30, or 40, or 50 years old. It didn't just go away. It's still there. You have to challenge yourself. We all have biases. We all have preferences. That's just a human being way of thinking. Here's one of the things that I have learned as I was studying this show to bring it to you. 
I have my own biases and I have my own preferences. I have things I like. I have things I don't like. I have Democrats I like. I have Democrats I don't like. I have Republicans I like. I have Republicans I don't like, right? I have things that they do well that they don't do well. But here's the difference with me. I don't let my biases and my preferences control me. I control them. And I keep an open-minded, flexible context to my thinking so that I have the ability, which we're going to talk about as I kind of wrap up to share you, with you some things, that you can keep your context fluid. All right, so one more social and cultural context. This is a big one. I have been the recipient. I won't say I'm a victim. I have been the recipient of social judgment, right, where somebody looked at my life and they made a judgment about who I am based on what they saw me do, right, or who they saw I was. We make decisions about that, right? In our current culture, we have a rising homeless problem. We're making judgments about those people, how they got homeless, why they got homeless, why are they sleeping under bridges, why are they sleeping in car- we got millions of people homeless in America as I'm doing this show. One of the most prosperous regions and nations on the planet has a growing homeless problem like we're India or someplace, right? That should not be. But the reality is we're making judgments about that group. Here's the thing probably many of you outside of America may be listening to this show, is when the recession occurred in 2009, a lot of people fell out of the system. They lost jobs. They lost businesses. They lost homes. They lost a lot of different things. I was right in the middle of it. I know it firsthand. I had a front row seat to the recession. And so a lot of people became homeless as a result of that, and they've never recovered. It's not like the person decided, hey, I think I'll become homeless today. Hey, I think I'll just quit my job and sell my house and leave my family, and I'll go live on the street. No, I don't think that is it. But if you don't have context to that person's story, you will think that they just want to be homeless just for the sake of being homeless. There is nothing cool, chic, in-game about being homeless. So what we have to understand is, in a social context, there's a story behind every single person that you see homeless. They were born to a mother and a father. Most of them have a family. Most of them have had a job at some point. Many of them are educated. So they're just not on the street for the purpose of being on the street. But again, if we don't have context, we'll start judging them, right? So we want to keep context to people's lives. How do I do that? I got to have empathy, right? And in order to get empathy, I need the context, right? There are people that don't have empathy for certain groups, people that have addiction, life choices, race, okay, relations and groups. And it's because we don't have context. And so we don't have empathy for why that other person plays loud music while they're at the car wash, right? We just get upset because we don't want to hear it. 
or why do they talk so loud? Maybe they grew up in a family of 25 people and they all talk loud so they can be heard. We have no context. We're just looking at the end thing and then judging. Well, the opposite is true. We see a, a beautiful woman and we say, wow, she just must be beautiful all the time. Well, you don't know that she spends $2,000 a day putting on her face. Because you have no context. You're just looking at the end result. Or you see the millionaire riding around in his private plane and his limos and his hurricane for, uh, Lambo, right? And you assume that he just got that. He just was naturally gifted. And we find out uh, six months, a year later, he stole it all. I can't tell you how many stories I wake up and I read up person frauded, defrauded people out of millions of dollars. We just have a recent story in the Northwest where a woman ran a charity, a homeless group charity for the last several years and has defrauded it out of over $7 million. Now, here's somebody we're looking at as a noble, social justice person, activist, doing all these good things, and she is robbing the organization blind. Okay, but we had no context to that. So we assumed she was doing good until she shows up on the front page. So these are just examples for us to challenge our life as to where have I judged somebody? There's a show as I wrap up before I go to how to keep life in a healthy context. There's a movie called A Time to Kill. It was made in 1996. It's uh, Matthew McConaughey, Samuel L. Jackson. I've watched the movie several times. And it's a movie about uh, a, a tragic event where Samuel L. Jackson's daughter was a, a assaulted, attacked, raped, brutally left by these two men that lived down there, and he takes matters in his own hand, and he kills both men. And now he is on trial for murder. And Matthew McConaughey is, is his lawyer. I don't want to, uh, you know, give away the movie for those that haven't seen it, but it's pretty old, so I, I, most of you probably may be aware of it. It's not, it's a good movie. But the truth of the matter is, in order for... Matthew McConaughey, to get Samuel Jackson's character a fair trial, he had to give a creative context to this story, to the jury, for the jury to see Samuel Jackson not as an African-American man who had killed two white African, I mean, uh, men, but rather as a father who was responding to something tragic that had happened to his daughter. And so he had to get creative to do that. And so he challenged the jury to close their eyes and see that girl and imagine her in a different way. And I won't give that part away. If you haven't seen the movie, go see that part. It's worth it. But he put creative context to it that ended up causing that jury to see it totally different and allowed Samuel Jackson not to be put on death row and executed for a revenge murder uh, based on what had happened to his daughter. That's creative context. Sometimes we have to have creative context in our life. All right, here's a few ways to keep 
a healthy context, right? So you've followed me and you've tracked me on everything we've talked about. You know, I'd say the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've talked about some of the, the foundational things to context and then some of the negative aspects of context. But here's some good parts that you can um, have as you incorporate in your thinking, whether it's your business life, student life, family life, marriage life, social life, whatever you're doing, this can help you have a healthy context. Number one is seek to understand a person before judging a person, a place, or a thing, right? Seek to understand. Spend time trying to understand what a person's story is. Whenever I'm sitting down with someone, I try to understand what is this person's story? What has led them to this place? Why do they want to get in real estate? Why do they end up homeless? What's bringing them back? What's going to make them be sustained in this? Because it helps me create a plan to help them. Seek to understand before being understood. That'll help you keep an open-minded context to different people. Context is not liking the people that agree with you. Context is not liking the people that are a member of your party. That's not context. Context is liking somebody that's not your race, that's not your group, that's not your clique, your club, your group, your posse, or whatever. That's context because you have to seek to understand that difference in order to uh, have empathy and understand. It doesn't take much for me to understand somebody like me that thinks like me, right? That's easy. But it takes me a little work to understand somebody who's not like me, who's different. Number two is keep a flexibility with the movie in your mind. Every movie understands that at times there's going to be some off-script acting that go on in the movie. That won't destroy the movie, but the director knows that sometimes there's some ad lib that needs to work into the movie to support its authenticity, right? You need some ad lib in your life at times to help your context. If you just control how things go day in and day out, that's boring. There's no context. Sometimes you need to flip the script, okay? That means something came along you didn't expect, but you went with it. You flowed with it, right? You you were supposed to go one place and the plane got delayed, but you flowed with it. You didn't freak out, and in the end result, you met two awesome people and a business contact that put together a deal that you would have never had had the plane been on time, right? Allow a flexibility to your life. Don't be so rigid, in your thinking, right? One of the problems people get older, they get rigid in their thinking. They don't have flexibility in their thinking, right? They get stale. Don't get stale in your thinking because it affects your ability to have context. Number three is be prepared to say, I didn't know that. Right. There are often times when I'm in conversations with people and I make judgments about somebody and then they tell me the context of their story. And I'll have to go, 
wow, I didn't know that. A friend of mine just shared a story. They were in an airport, and there was a massive delay with the plane. And so him and his wife were waiting patiently to take a trip, and his wife, who's very nice, very accommodating, leans over to a woman and says, hey, have they started boarding for flight 555, I'm going to call it, right? And the lady turns around and looked at her and go, what? What did you say? And, of course, the husband gets defensive, and he walks over to this woman, and he goes, what's your problem? Well, her friend and co-passenger turned to him and said, she's deaf. She cannot hear out of that ear. Wow. Okay? So now that threw him back because he wasn't expecting that. That was out of context. But once he had context, he understood why she responded the way she did. Do you understand sometimes why people respond to you the way they do, right? I remember walking in a bank, and I'm going to cash a check. So I write the check out. I hand it to the teller, and the teller is asking me questions, right? And so the teller says, well, I don't think I can cash this check. And I said, no, you can cash this check. He goes, no, sir, I don't think I can. Yes, you can cash this check. And then I start judging him in my mind. Stupid teller. I don't know why you got tellers in these banks anyway. I'm just going on in my head about this, right? And finally, I stop and I look down and I realize it was the wrong bank. I was trying to cash a check on the wrong account at the wrong bank. And the guy was trying to give me context to that, and I wasn't hearing it. I wasn't hearing it because all I had on my mind was cash, check, get money. Okay? So I had to apologize. Do you apologize when you hear something you didn't know? Or do you just go on in your prideful way and don't, you know, say, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, boy, I, whew, I stepped in it there. Right? Most of us don't. Right? I just got trolled on Facebook by a woman I don't even know. She sent me two emails just lambasting my companies, right? Saying I would never become a real estate company with yours if this is the way you treat people. They're they're immigrants or humans, right? She's going on. Number one, I don't know what she's talking about. But then on the third email, she goes, oops, I'm sorry. I see now that you are a different company. Okay, so at least she had the wherewithal to apologize. Is our producer now we're talking about? At least she did that, right? But some people won't do that. They just move on to the next person, right? Or how about if she had gotten some context and studied my company before she did that? Then it would have saved her the time for needing to apologize, right? So you see how valuable context is, which is seeking to understand. Get the whole picture. Don't just get part of the picture. Just don't get the Instagram version of a person's life and think you know them. Don't get the Facebook version of a person's life. You can't get a text message and think you got the whole conversation, right? You can't do, can't, we can't talk in acronyms, LOL, SMH, right? And think we got the whole story of what's going on. Doesn't work that way. And lastly, your dreams, your hopes, and your goals, and your faith are your context. That is good, that is right, and it comes from the right place. Don't let people, don't let life, don't let circumstances 
force you to alter your context to suit their judgment or perception of you. Fight to maintain that because at some point in your life, you're going to walk around in your dreams, in your goals, in your hopes, and in your faith. So I hope it was helpful today to get this, to understand this. It's probably something you got to listen to a couple of times, but you all probably know somebody that could benefit from this. They shoot from the hip. They think before ask, you know, they ask questions and then think about it later. You know, they shoot people and then, you know, have leave bodies everywhere. We know people that kind of think too fast. Maybe they, if your life is perfect with that and you do everything in context, maybe send that show to them and anonymously say, hey, you might enjoy this. So you've been listening to Lewis Howard Live. Thank you for being part of the conversation. You can find us 24-7 on about 10 different platforms, and you can download the show in any kind of format. You can get us on your smartphone device, and we can automatically pop up on your show. And, of course, we're on Spotify, so you can search us among the other great artists and people that are on there and find Lewis Howard Live and tell a friend to tell a friend, reach out to us, and let us know you appreciate the show. And again, as always, my goal is to give you one thought, one idea, one concept that helps you become the best version of yourself. Have a great day, a great week. We'll see you and hear you again on the next edition of Lewis Howard Live. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today.